Before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. You're about to listen to a special preview edition of the Super Terrific Happy Hour, featuring the delightful Stephanie Pomboy and our very special guest, investor, entrepreneur and philanthropist, Sam Zell. Sam's career is the stuff of legend, and in this wonderful conversation, he talks us through his first entrepreneurial venture, one that began in quite an unexpected place, explains how and where he generates his best ideas, and offers us some thoughts on the current state of the economy through the prism of his many operating businesses. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including The End Game, The Super Terrific Happy Hour, and The Narrative Game, is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all podcasts, while members of the silver tier get both the podcasts and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go Hmm. So, if you enjoy what you hear on the show, and you want more high-quality content like it, please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, please enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Super Terrific Happy Hour. Joining me is the super terrific and 99 times out of 100 happy, Stephanie Uh, Paul. No, 100% when I get to do this with you. Cheers. (laughs) How are you, Steph? You all right? I'm just uh, jiggy. How are you? Jiggy, okay. I'm not. I wouldn't class myself as jiggy, but I'm English. We don't. I don't think we we're allowed to be jiggy. You're not think, allowed uh, to jig. No, I think better than average. Is that Irish? Isn't that Irish? Irish? Is, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. I think okay. better than better than average is how we Brits exclaim that we're doing fantastically well. We're rather more taciturn than you lot. Yes, you as definitely. you know by now. <laughs> so look, we have joining us today on the Super Terrific Happy Hour a very very special guest, a good friend of yours, and someone who I've been. So excited to talk to for such a long time, and I, I would never steal your thunder. So why don't you let people know who we're about to talk to? Oh no, I mean, I I don't know if I would call him a good friend, but I was fortunate enough to make this man's acquaintance back at the um, actually after the housing bubble had begun to deflate, but people were still deep in denial, and uh, just had pangs of nostalgia as I watched uh, bubbles being inflated all over again, and wanted to reach back out and. That man is Sam Zell, none other than the one and only. And I don't know that he really requires any further introduction other than he, just he, by he, name. He does not. <laughs> he, he does not. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's bring him in and let's talk to Sam Zell. Let's do it. Hey, Sam, how are you? I'm terrific. Long time no see. Yeah, right. Uh, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> Oh, uh, Sam, have you met Grant before? I know that you know uh, who he is from Real Vision, but I don't know if yeah. the two of you have ever met. I don't think we've crossed paths. Hi, Sam. We, we haven't. <laughs> we 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 I we almost met at a Tiger Twenty One conference a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> but uh, but not quite. It's great to meet you. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This is really uh, I'm excited for it more than uh, any of the other ones we've done so far. So. Yeah, especially when we just talk to each other. Right. <laughs> I'll try and make it interesting. Oh, I'm not worried about that at all. No, oh, exactly. my gosh. So 
I guess we should just dive in. Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll just dive straight in. So, you know, to sort of set the table, Sam, as you know, the reason that I suddenly started uh, thinking I really wanted to connect with you, I mean, it's always great to chat with you, but I've been kind of waxing nostalgic as I watch the Fed inflate these bubbles all over the place. And it just brought me back to when we first met at the sort of, I think at that point, the um, housing bubble was already deflating and it was, um, you know, the question as to how bad it was going to get and what the impact would be on the financial sector. But it was just um, a fascinating time. And I thought, what a great time now to get your perspective on what's going on and the similarities and differences that you see and where you're finding opportunities and and all of that. So thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm really excited to have you. And um, I guess we could start with that first obvious question. You know, when you, when you look around, do you see any um, echoes to that period back in uh, 2007? Well, I think that uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of inflationary pressure. Uh, I'm a little skeptical about whether the word transitory <laughs> is an appropriate adjective to talk about, uh, you know, what we're seeing. But we're seeing, um, you know, tremendous pressure, particularly on wages. Um, I don't know where the people have gone, but uh, they're not there. And, uh, you know, everybody is talking about how difficult it is to fulfill uh, slots and keep everything working. And to some extent, uh, we're getting away with uh, lesser staffing uh, in some of our businesses without any complaints which I find kind of an interesting phenomenon. Hmm. So our margins are actually improving because we can't hire the people. And uh, and there's an acknowledgement that, you know, in the, the restaurants that are open three days a week because they can't get people. Uh, it's very much in, you know, just like we talk about inflationary expectations. We're also talking about expectations where everybody's having trouble fulfilling uh, their needs. And so expectations of service are going down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I had conversations in the last week about, you know, delays and, in, in, you know, supply chain stuff. And, um, I, you know, a year ago or a year and a half ago, People would be tearing out their hair and screaming uh, about these these supply chain problems. Uh, there's an acceptance that things are screwed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my people flew out, working with an export business on the West Coast, and he flew out to California yesterday. And as he was landing, he took a picture of Long Beach Harbor, where it's just full of of ships waiting to get unloaded hmm. well you know that's a that's a very it's a very vivid picture of the backup in the in the you know in the in the supply chain mm-hmm. maybe that makes it much easier for it to accept it but it's certainly pushing up prices 
I was just going to say, Sam, you know, it's interesting. We, we, we're talking about parallels between 2006, seven and now, but also what you're talking about there, there are kind of eerie recollections of the 70s and the similar sort of wage mm -hmm. price pressure and supply chain stuff. So when you, when you compare those two and that idea that transitory may not be the right word, what, what kind of images does it conjure up from your experiences back in the 70s? Well, I'm among the few who are old enough to have been around in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess what I would say is that uh, um, inflation is an event and it's a mindset. And uh, so far, we've only had the event. Um, if it goes along too much further, it's going to become a mindset. On the other hand, we're sitting here running all kinds of different businesses. And the message that we're giving our management teams is, are you raising prices fast enough to keep up with the increase in your costs? Yeah. You know, the pressure on labor. I mean, we own a 4,000-bed hospital chain where, uh, you know, the nurse compensation issue is, you know, anywhere from $40 an hour to $200 an hour. Hmm. And in great shortage. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of these things that are going on in a lot of different places. And uh, are we are we catching up or, you know, you know, how many how many times do you have to ask for a price increase if the first time you didn't ask for enough? Um, before we get too far into this road of what's going on today versus prior periods, I'd love to kind of backtrack and start at the beginning with you because your your life and your whole career are just so fascinating and how you got into the business to begin with. I mean, I was going to say real estate, but you're in so many businesses now, but you you started out in real estate or actually before that you were peddling Playboy magazine. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about how you became the phenomenal entrepreneur that you are today and sort of your, how your family history plays into that. Well, I'm for sure an immigrant's son. I was born uh, three or four months after my parents came to this country. Uh, they escaped uh, living in uh, Western Poland. The only way escape was across Russia and Japan into the United States, which took them 18 months. Hmm. And uh, so I grew up in a very, uh, very interesting household. Hmm. Uh, you know, my father thought the streets of the United States were paved with gold. Uh, and not because it was easy, but because there was opportunity. Yeah. And that nobody was stopping him from doing whatever he wanted to do, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, Europe, et cetera, where there were all kinds of limitations and, uh, you know, being Jewish or whatever that case might have been. But uh, uh, very early in my uh life, I, I recognized that I was different. Um, I just wasn't the same as everybody else. And I'm, I'm certain that I attribute that to growing up in a house where uh, you know, people were in this country for months 
when I was born. And uh, so, you know, uh, they, they, they set standards and expectations that were very different from my friends. I mean, my father's, uh, you know, favorite comment was, you had enough fun, study, read, uh, you know, get, get smarter. Uh, but, you know, that's, that was very much of a European, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sentence that you kept saying over and over again. And, you know, when I was in high school, uh, on a Friday night, I went to the basketball game. So the next week, I wanted to go to the next basketball game. My father's response was, you already went to a basketball game. Why would you want to go to a second game? <laughs> <Right. laughs> you could be home studying. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and then, of course, I really wasn't a great academic. Uh, I had a peculiar capability for seeing opportunity. I mean, uh, you know... Uh, when I first moved to the suburbs, um, for the first year, I would recommute back into the city every day uh, to go to Yeshiva, which was a high-end Hebrew school. And uh, I, being a 12-year-old, you know, living in a world where we could really be, you know, left alone, I mean, I wandered around the city and I discovered that uh, a guy named Hugh Hefner put out a new magazine called Playboy. <laughs> and Playboy was only sold in the uh, newsstands underneath the railroad stations or the L tracks. And it was way too risque for uh, <laughs> normal uh, distribution <laughs> system. And certainly none of it was, was acceptable in the suburbs. So anyway, I bought a copy and it's 50 cents and I read it on the way home and I was really interesting. I showed it to a friend of mine. And this friend of mine said, wow, that's really terrific. <laughs> I want to sell it. Anyway, I sold him my 50 cent uh, Playboy for $3. And <laughs> I went into the export, you know, import export right? business. <laughs> and the, the key was maintaining the margin. The full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.